Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 75. Yes, 25 away from 100. This is the Still City Insider Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jeremy Ricks, alongside the Jim Wexel. Jim, sir, how are you today, this lovely Steelers football week? It, it, it's it's fantastic that episode 75, the great Joe Green's number, right? I mean, there could be no other name for this podcast, Joe Green episode. It, it, at, at the dawn of a season with such high expectations. And by high expectations, I don't mean everybody, you know, like we've been through years where they've been Super Bowl contenders and, and top of the odds boards and uh, among the four top Vegas bets. This is different because nobody outside of those who haven't watched like we have and all Steelers fans have watched their preseason, have followed the practice team know how good these drafts are, know how each uh, starting job was kind of bolstered and depth was bolstered. There's an inner confidence that the players share. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a bubbling over kind of thing. And I love those. Yeah, I coached baseball for 20 years and I love those years when we knew we were good. No one else did. And it was just like, you're ready to bubble over and, and to have Joe green, as the godfather of of this season, because we know he's a Steel City Insider subscriber. He is. <laughs> <laughs> because it's 50% off today only, last day. But uh, uh, it's ex- so exciting, and it's great that uh, the numerology is with us. The numerology is with us. And speaking of some numbers, this is the, the first week of Steelers regular season Game starting this Sunday, 1 p.m., the San Francisco 49ers travel to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. One o'clock game, September 10th. And today, the first Tomlin Tuesday, Jim, you're at the press conference. Let's get started by talking about what Tomlin had to say. And what about the injury report? Well, that's a good question. Um, you know, there haven't been any injuries, but there's been some nagging stuff by Larry Joby. For one, I don't think that Benton is still hurt. Joey Porter's been back. Nate Herbig's been back. Uh, so I think it's just Ogan Joby who's the question mark, and, and Mike Tomlin didn't even list him as questionable. And somebody asked him about uh, Ogan Joby, uh, the practice schedule. Will it be the same as last year? Because he would usually miss Wednesdays because he had that bad foot. And um, Tomlin said, I'm not ready to allocate that i'm not ready to say that so bogan job is the only question yeah yeah and that's something that maybe a lot of steelers fans are overlooking is just how healthy this team was able to stay you know this this uh training camp this preseason coming into this first contest being healthy shifting gears a little bit how about the starters did he talk anything about who's gonna get the nod at nose tackle or that strong safety position well, it's, and you know, the, no, he didn't. And he wasn't asked. Um, it's still in a state of flux. You know, even the inside linebackers, they're still rotating like every series yeah. with the three guys and one will move in and one will move out and the other guy will move out the next series. Um, I do believe Quan Alexander has, is the dimebacker and things can change. I mean, the practice week starts Wednesday in earnest. Monday was a bonus day. And and on bonus days, they still the coaches 
coaching staff still does things they want to look at one more time. But Wednesday is when it gets, you know, it gets down to it where they where they put people. So I don't know for sure, but I think Quan Alexander is going to be the dime backer. And my guess is he'll he won't start, but he'll rotate in at, with the starting uh, linebackers. Nose tackle, you know, it's still been Montrevis Adams. I know Mike Talma loves Keanu Benton, the second round pick. And Keanu Benton could start in place of Ogan Joby if that were to rear its head at, at defensive tackle. You know, they may not even start a nose tackle at all, right? Mm-hmm. A four man front. I, I, I'm assuming against a good run team like San Francisco, probably starting their base. So, but I, I, I expect Montrevis Adams to still get that start. Um, and at defensive tackle, if Joby can't go, I'm not sure Benton will be the guy because Leal has been ahead of him on the pecking order and was a, a talented rookie last year. Yeah. So this is his second year. I don't know that Tama would move the rookie past him, but I do know Tama loves Benton, and Benton's a force. Yeah. He's a little raw as a nose tackle still. People think he's he came out as a polished run stopper. So I don't think he's the nose tackle everybody thinks he, he – I don't think he's the nose tackle he will be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he'll give you some pass rush. I mean, he's three, he's 320 pounds too. He'll give you some big, heavy pass rush up the middle with TJ crashing the ends and Highsmith crashing the ends. Quarterback comes up the middle. He's going to get meet, meet by a ton of bricks. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. So I'm unsure of the defensive line, but it doesn't look, it looks like Adams would start. And I'm guessing Ogan Joby. Okay. And then it's strong safety. I'm going to go with Keanu Neal. I think Keanu Neal is going to be the surprise starter. Casey's the tenured guy. And the thing is about Casey, even though he hits like a strong safety, he's only 180 pounds. He's slight. He knocks himself out. He hurts himself. He's probably a better fit as a free safety. And Mink is the free safety. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna say Keanu Neal gets to start the bigger, strong safety, and assuming they play a lot of three safety, you know, Casey will get in there like Quan Alexander will get in there. Yeah, and, and the other, you know, the other positions, cornerback. Uh, I don't know if that's still a, a question mark in anyone's mind, but uh, Joey Porter. Sorry, not Joey Porter. <laughs> I didn't mean that as a tease, Patrick Peterson. And um, Levi Wallace. And, and then you have the uh, Nichols or Chandon Sullivan and Elijah Riley played so well that they just picked up Desmond King and he's a natural nickel. I don't think he's ready yet. Uh, or I don't think Tomlin's ready to throw him in there yet. Yeah. But I, I don't know how much Joey Porter's Jr. is going to play. Yeah. So you're telling me, Jim, that there's not going to be any rookie that is going to start this weekend. Out of what we called the greatest rookie crop since 1974, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, those 1974 rookies had a great break in that there was a strike. And so they played all the preseason games and Steelers went six and oh. <laughs> and so uh they they got a good start, a head start. And these rookies are really good, but it'll tell you how good this this roster is. I don't I you know me. I expected Dan Moore to start at left tackle yep. all along. And Broderick Jones was a little raw, I thought, last year, but very talented. He's going to be – I think he's going to be a great player. 
Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think that too. But if you remember the last preseason game, even late in the third and fourth quarter, he got beat bad by, I don't know if it was a scrub, but in the third or fourth quarter, it could have been a scrub. Mm-hmm. He he got his feet tangled and, and got beat. Um, that'll happen every now and then, and it'll probably happen with Nick Bosa. Yeah. So Dan Moore, Dan Moore's good. You know, I think Dan Moore's the future right tackle. And that's what they've been doing. They gave him some right tackle only to get him ready in case Chooks gets hurt. Mm-hmm. That makes Broderick Jones the number three tackle, regardless of whichever tackle gets hurt, because Dan Moore can then swing over. Dan Moore is a swing tackle, even though he's a starter. So that's a little weird. <laughs> but I think Dan's a pretty good player. I think the problem last year was at left guard. And I don't know how much that hurt Dan. Dan did give up the most sacks. He was credited by Pro Football Focus giving up the most sacks. Yeah. But I don't know that he got much help at left guard. And now he's got a great left guard. And so. Yeah. They're going to need it for Nick Bosa. Right. Yeah. So look, looking at this, this uh, esteemed draft class with Benton, Washington, Herbig, Porter, throw Jones in there. Who do you think is primed to best contribute early on? We know that they're, none of these players are going to start, or at least doesn't look like it at this point. But who do you think could give the biggest boost to this team in a role position out of those players that I just named? Well, let's go with the one guy I would, if I had, if there was a, a value board of betting on which rookie would start for the Steelers in the opener, Darnell Washington is probably down there in the eight to one. I would take him at eight to one, even though I don't know that he's the favorite to start, but if they start with two tight ends, then he's going to start. Yeah. So I'm going to say him because he is the number two tight end. And man, I tell you, once I, the coaching staff's already gotten a taste of him, but once, once they start realizing what a handful he is for defenses because of the way he can block yeah, and his athleticism as a pass catcher, he's I, I don't know that guys like the great playmakers. I know George Kittle's a great blocker, but I don't know if he's anywhere near Darnell Washington. You know, maybe Gronk was as good a blocker as Washington, but you know, this kid is just, he's, a, he, he loves blocking and he's what, six, seven. They say he's close to 300. He's only listed at 267 or something, but I think he's close to 300. Make it move. So that's the that's the rookie I would look to first. Yeah, uh, definitely has a lot of enthusiasm and optimism surrounding what he's going to contribute here this coming weekend. And that contest is against the 49ers. Did Tomlin talk about uh, the Niners in his typical um, lauding fashion, praising the team? I mean, this is a, a formidable opponent. Um, this should be a great contest. What did Tomlin have to say about the Niners? I don't know that he had to say they're a great team. He probably did, but nobody nobody's antenna went up. I mean, they are a great team, right? Yeah. Um, but as you can tell, I believe Nick Bosa is going to play, even though he's not signed and he's been holding out. And he is the probably the best pass rusher in the NFC. I'm not going to put him over TJ. Yeah. Because I got to go in TJ's locker room. <laughs> 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 but... Uh, I have, by the way, did you notice my hat? I did notice your. I was going to say something about that. Is That's that- old school. That's Super Bowl uh, 30, 1995. Yeah. I just grabbed it because of the blue bill matches my blue shirt. You know, I like the matchy match. Yeah. 
But, uh, you know, Tomlin expects Nick Bosa to play, and I kind of do too because, you know, everybody likens his situations to TJ's two years ago. Mm. TJ signed on Thursday and played Sunday. And he had five quarterback hits, two sacks, forced a fumble. Steelers upset the Bills. Mm -hmm. You know. He sacked Josh Allen twice. I mean, imagine if it was some sackable quarterback like Brock Purdy, you know? So um, I, I expect Nick Bosa to do the same thing. I don't know that he's going to uh, have that kind of success, but they say they're close. But TJ and the Steelers kept saying they were close. And TJ had to finally blow off his agents. And he just walked right into Rooney's office and said, I'm taking this. Let's do yeah. this. So maybe they weren't as close as they were saying. So maybe Bosa's not as close as they're saying. I don't know. Will Bosa barge into the office and say, I'm playing? Does he love his team as much as TJ loves his? Probably, but loves to play. This is a, a you know, who wouldn't want to play in this game? This is the feature game. I guess, is there another big game? Eagles and the Bills is that is that this week or something? Um, There's another top game, but yeah. man, this is a marquee game. Yeah, and it's not just marquee because the Steelers are in it, but as yeah. Tom, another Tomlinism. But it's a great matchup. Yeah, and talking about this being the opener, um, let's get into your your. I don't want to say prediction, and I didn't know if your hat was maybe where you're thinking this team is headed <laughs> come season's end. But if you were to look ahead over these next 17 games as the, the team is about to embark on this brand new season, how do you see things unfolding? Is this a playoff team? Who stands out? What do you foresee occurring uh, in 2023? Man. Yes, I, I wore this actually more than because of the matchy matchy. <laughs> I, it I, I I took them at a, a long shot odds to win the AFC. I didn't pick them to win the Super Bowl. I, I don't know why. I don't. I mean, the, the odds are so big to win the AFC that it's, you know, why not just take that because the AFC is so stacked. Yeah, the odds of winning the AFC. I can't remember what the Super Bowl odds are, but. They couldn't have been much higher. So that's what I have. And that's kind of why I went back to 1995. I know people don't want to hear that. You get to the Super Bowl, you better win it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's, that's how it goes. That, that's kind of my, I don't know if it's my prediction. Like, like I said, I've got a lot of optimism for this team, a lot of confidence in this team. Kenny Pickett's still a second-year guy. I didn't think he was on the verge of a breakout because I thought that might happen his third year a complete breakout, mm -hmm. but man, the way he played this preseason, you know, yeah, he is Kenny F and Pickett, you know, <laughs> it, it, he, he's on the verge, you know, he, he looked really good. The team loves him. They love all the, the work he put in and he put in a lot of work. Yeah. Very studious young man, very serious, very detailed oriented, very good leader, voted captain his second year. Um, sounded like he was voted by a lot, and mm -hmm. I, I, who would dispute that? Who wouldn't vote for him, right? Yeah, just the, the leadership he exudes. You can even see that through the TV screen, I'm sure. But even though you were at camp, you could see it there too. But yep. 
Yeah, and Kenny, uh, and so, you know, Tomlin talked about uh, three 49ers who might be the best one-on-one in-space players in the NFL at their positions in Christian McCafferty, uh, George Kittle, and um, uh, Debo Samuel. And it's hard to disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Those, you know, one-on-one in space, those are tough guys to tackle. Yeah. McCaffrey's the speed guy. Samuel is a fast Heinz Ward. Yeah, you know, he's right at 4-6. Samuel runs that low 4-4. Four, four. Yeah. And with the power of Heinz Ward. But, you know, the Steelers, again, everybody knows the 49ers trio. Nobody really knows about Pickens, Darnell Washington, Pat Fryermuth, Deontay Johnson. And the running backs, uh, you know, there's some skilled players there. And I think Kenny Pickett's a better quarterback than Brock Purdy. Uh, 49ers fans will probably disagree, but, you know, they were both rookies last year. Purdy was a seventh-round pick. Hmm. Came back from an injury. This is what's surprising. He came back from an injury, and they're so sure that he's back from that injury. It was a pretty serious injury. I forget what it was. Do you remember? Uh, I can't remember. No. I remember getting hurt, though something really bad and it was supposed to be very extensive rehab. And so they traded their, their last number one pick who uh, Trey Lance, Trey Lance. I mean, from a couple years ago, he he was a top three draft pick. I forget exactly where but he was a top three of the draft draft pick and they gave up on him. And that tells you Purdy Purdy's there. Purdy's ready, but I still like Kenny Pickett better. I like the Steelers playing at home. I like the underdog mentality. I like the Steelers' weapons. Uh, their offensive line seems to be fixed with Isaac Ciamalu and some good depth. And the defense, man. I asked Marcus Golden, why would you change to 44? He goes, man, that's my number. I- I've always wanted 44. When they got rid of that guy that had 44, I requested it. He goes, I just feel faster in it. And I said, I don't mean to make fun of him because I don't know if he heard me. I said, Hmm. oh, 44 is a cool number. That's Reggie Jackson and Hank Aaron. He goes, see, those Steeler greats, they wore it very well. (laughs) So he might not have heard the names or he may not. That's cool if he doesn't know baseball either. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I said, uh, so you gave your 54 to Quan. He goes, oh, yeah, that's a that's a number for a dog. So I went to Quan. I don't know if you. I don't think you met Quan. You at camp. You yeah. didn't see him. He he was he was a late arrival. Man, he looks like a salty dog. Mm-hmm. You know he he looks like a linebacker should look. <laughs> and he's not he's not rude in an interview. It's just not something he prefers to do. Mm-hmm. And that's how I like my linebackers. You know, yeah. I'll do this, but what's your point? <laughs> you know. <laughs> So I, somebody else asked him about the number change to 54. He goes, ah, it's just a number. I said, Marcus Golden said it's a number for a dog. And he goes, yeah. I ain't got nothing else to say, man. <laughs> Marcus Golden said it all. Yeah. And then I said, you, you, you do play like a dog. He goes, I am a dog, man. And I said, I gave him Craig Wolfley's line that Craig used from Ron Wolfley, 
the line uh, that ended his column, his last column was, there are so many dogs in this locker room, even the cats are barking. (laughs) (laughs) So I said that to Quan. I said, somebody said that there are so many dogs in this locker room, the cats are barking. He said, oh, we ain't got no cats, man. We're all dogs. We're all hungry to eat. (laughs) So that's your Quan Alexander. He is... He is uh, very impressive as a, a salty dog. And yeah, yeah, just what you want out of your inside linebacker. Yeah. So it seems like everything is aligning. The optimism, the excitement, the enthusiasm is there for this team. And we're going to see that on display. Very, very difficult contest. You, you mentioned uh, some of those marquee players, uh, Kittle, Samuel, um, Purdy is pretty good. Um don't know if he's Kenny. Couldn't wait to get that in. I could. I had to. I had to. But is what is it if this team doesn't perform up to expectations, at least locally? Because I'm not sure if the national media is caught on to the to the buzz. Maybe they're starting to. But if this team doesn't perform up to expectations or exceed what they did last year, what what do you see being that thing or things that are going to hold this unit back? You know, the secondary finished 31st in the key stat that I think is the key stat, yards per completion. They were 31st last year. That's been upgraded with a 33-year-old corner and an injury-plagued strong safety. Now, and, and they added Joey Porter Jr., so they have that coming off the bench. And they've added Desmond King. Huh, I always liked Desmond King. I'm sure Tomlin did, too, and that's why he went and got him. I just add everybody. I, I I love what Omar Khan's done, but Mike Tomlin's the one that knows all these guys. Trust that he's behind most of the player acquisitions, and he he remembers Desmond King. And like I wrote in my column today, I I I always like to talk to Iowa guys and say, "Hey, you you feel good in black and gold?" You know, to to get them to say, "I love the Steelers. I I want to play for the Steelers." Desmond King, I asked him that at the uh, at the combine. I asked George Kittle, his teammate at the same time, and George Kittle like sneered at me. He he didn't he didn't want to pen down to one team. Desmond King, you know, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he took it well. Yeah, and I asked him if that's what Tomlin said because that's where he said they met at the combine, and he's he's known Tomlin. He's wanted to play for him ever since. I said, did Tomlin say you look good in black and gold? He said, absolutely. So these Iowa Hawkeyes, you know, they're black and gold, so they have pretty much the same Steelers uniform. But uh, the secondary is the only question mark, and, and not by much, because I think Patrick Peterson still got it, the 33-year-old corner. I like Keanu Neal, and he's healthy right now. He's a big hitter, and if if he if he can't play, Demonte Casey, and they've even talking about Desmond King as a uh, safety. So, man, I don't know. I, I think the secondary has been totally bolstered. But that, if if I were to have a question mark, I'm not even concerned about the inside linebackers. Is anybody? I mean, we watched them in preseason. That's three hungry dogs there. Well, you know? after, after watching Robert Spillane and Devin Bush for the last couple of years. Anything. I forgot Mark Robinson. Four, four hungry dogs. Mark Robinson's a dog too, man. Uh, so the defensive line's been bolstered. You know, if 
injuries, injuries can always derail. And losing to the 49ers would not be the would not bring them down or change their course. Yeah. Unless there were injuries, of course. But um I can't really see a derailment. I think the town would be very disappointed because like, I mean, you could tell just from me, my optimism, I'm sure it's shared throughout the town. There are some naysayers that really don't follow the team that, you know, they, they ripped Kenny Pickett all as a a rookie. And then they ripped Joey Porter Jr. In the off season saying the Steelers are just drafting him because it's Joey Porter's son. Uh, you know, those guys, they have no clue. They're the ones that are rooting for the Steelers to lose, and they're kind of hoping deep down, and you have that in every city. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I think everybody has optimism. Yeah, yeah. So along with that optimism, Jim, do you want to go and put out maybe what you think the final record for this team is going to be uh, come the end of the season? I, I, I'm just, I always defer to my, what I do at the day after the schedule comes out. Okay. I think – I, I, that way I don't get too caught up in what I'm seeing in preseason. I believe I had 11 and five. Okay. And I took the over eight and a half wins. Yeah. I took them to win the AFC and that, that was while I was before the preseason. So yeah. I, I, I took them to win the AFC because the odds were incredible. 34 to one, you know, except 50 bucks to win $1,700, you know, <laughs> it's more of an odds thing, a value, but I'll say 11 and five. I'm pretty sure that's what I had back in April. Okay. So Jim Wexel is bullish on this Steelers team. They're in an upward trend and we are going to find out this Sunday, one o'clock against the 49ers, just how good this team can be. Uh, It's going to be one great matchup. Very much looking forward to that. And Jim, that's going to wrap up episode 75. I wanted to point out, you were mentioning that, uh, that Bills game, whenever T.J. Watt signed his contract, that was our first first game we covered after – that was our first post-game coverage. We've been doing – this is our third third season. Didn't we do the pregame? Did I make I, – because I predicted the Steelers would beat the Bills that game and then lose the next one, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Then, I predicted they'd beat the Bengals last year, and that happened. Yeah. And I'm predicting they're going to beat the 49ers this year. So mm-hmm. third time, third, going for three in a row. Uh, so I'm excited, and and uh, I just want to throw this out there. I know th- this podcast will probably come out, be seen more by more people on Wednesday. But tonight's the last till midnight's the last night of our sale, fifty percent off subscriptions at Steel City Insider, and also uh, the paperback of Polamalu, my biography on Troy Polamalu. It was it was bought. The rights were bought off me from Triumph Publishing, and they just put out the paperback. They made some. Uh, some changes, uh, added some pictures, changed the cover. Uh, they're very excited about it. And so that's available now at Amazon and uh, in Barnes and Noble. It's it's in bookstores. Nice. So that's all I got to sell. Jeremy, what do you got to sell? I got nothing to sell. I got nothing to sell other than just the hope and excitement for this Sunday. I will actually be in Pittsburgh for uh, the game this weekend. Very excited to get out there. Um, but yeah, it's here. I can't believe it's here. I can't believe this it- is here. It's here. And now we can just ease into it because we've done all the work. We have. That's, that's just how the team feels, too. Right. There's one more you, one more piece of work we need help with, Jim, though. We are so close to 500 subscribers. So close. I think we need 24 more. So everybody out there watching, we appreciate you watching. Please like, comment, share with your family and friends. Help us hit that 500 mark. That would be something very special. 
Uh, Let me add this. You know, I talked about 50% off subscriptions to Steel City Insider. That's not what you're talking about. (laughs) Subscribing to a YouTube channel does not cost any money. It's anything. It's free. Just give us a subscribe, and that helps us. That helps our algorithm. It helps us get more seen, right? So that we mastermind. Yeah, I don't know about all that. So (laughs) anyway, check out Jim's work at the Still City Insider. Give him a follow on Twitter at Jim Wexel. You can give me a follow on Twitter at Still Study, and hopefully we will see you next week. Look at the Super Bowl hat. It's on backwards. It's go time. Hopefully we see you next week discussing a Pittsburgh Steelers victory. Jim, have a great week. Hey, you too, Jeremy. Maybe I'll see you in Pittsburgh, buddy. All right, sounds good. Take care. Cool.